Capital 263 and beyond on Capital 263. My name is Christopher Farai Charamba. My name is Upenyu Makoni Matenga. And I'm Tawanda Henry Beatty. And yes, um, welcome to the best political podcast in the country, um, the continent, the multiverse. Um, even in Asgard is the best political podcast. <laughs> Even in Wakanda. <laughs> Even in Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, you guys, you guys been watching too much uh, TV over the past week, huh? Yeah, no, we do. My papa and usual because our politics has been so absurd. <laughs> but it's. <laughs> Our politics is more mapopai than than actual. <laughs> Our politics more humble, you know. It's a soap opera. It's 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 not even Game of Thrones anymore. It's like Days of Our Lives. <laughs> you know those telenova, those telenova, those yeah, ne- never ending. Yeah, <laughs> my heart bleeds for ED. I <laughs> know it doesn't. No, no, those are crocodile no, tears. But that could be the title of the telenovela. My heart bleeds for ED. Mm. Wow. Or the the crocodile is a gecko. <laughs> in in Yangu, I'm uh, still in mourning. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah as, as, uh, Lacoste members, we are we are not pleased. <laughs> but I hear the fight isn't over for you guys. Um, <laughs> allegedly. But you see, the thing is, let me tell you what happens. Um, okay, first and foremost, uh, before we kick off, today is Saturday, 11th of November. And um, by the way, uh, wow, you guys were butchering names last week, huh? Eh, we needed you so badly, Chris, because you keep us in line. Oh, my God. I was like, you listen, know what, it's fine. You at, can be second you know secretary now. At <laughs> least now that, now that ED is no longer there, Henry doesn't have to say Nangago as much anymore. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt uh, Vice President Mpoko's first name. Yeah. Was wow. The worst thing is you uh, corrected me and you were wrong as well in your correction. No, and I did it with such confidence. Can I just please apologize to everybody whose name I put in? I'm just going to call him Mpoko. That's intentional. Wow. But yeah, wow. no, so as I was saying that with regards to, to ED, as we all know, he's been sacked. Uh, and he has fled the country. Don't know where he is. Uh, there was a very interesting report in the Independent that was uh, that said, you know, he, he he tried to get a flight, and then the guys he was trying to book the flight from refused with their private jet. So then he had to go to the border, and it was one of those Forbes border those post. Almost, yeah, Forbes border post um, in in Mutare, and there was something there. There was almost the well, his security team sort of had a fight with the police there, and then he managed to get across, and then he flew from there to South Africa. So, you know, this whole thing. But um, as far as I know, judging from what happened with Mujuru, is once you're out, all your allies will abandon you. They'll all line up at the Blue Roof, and they'll beg for, for you know, for clemency, and they'll say they were wrong. Uh, they were led astray by the by the by the traitor ED. They'll never <laughs> repeat their mistakes. So 
I think you'll get support from the guys that are out already, the Mchangwas of this world who have already, you know, declared support there. But he's <laughs> definitely going to lose a lot of his base that's on the inside or guys who were Lacoste on the inside, aside from the guys who are obviously going to get thrown out with him. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm not entirely optimistic about his future. Speaking of Mchangwa, <laughs> didn't he fire the president <laughs> this week? Which I think was it Mchangwa? You know, when, <laughs> huh? Was it Mchangwa's war veterans that fired the president? Yeah. <laughs> I think that? we looked up and then we were like, never mind. Firing <laughs> <laughs> him from being patron of the war veterans, though. Right. I mean, it's very. Uh, I, well, I don't. Or maybe it was firing him from I, I don't know from Zanpf. I, I I'm not I'm not I, too too certain. I didn't pay too much attention to it because again he's making a statement from from South Africa. Mchangwa, I mean yes, dear leader of the war veterans, but really I don't. Uh, he doesn't have a, a strong enough base to 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 topple Mugabe. So. <sighs> Yeah, you know, the news cycle in the last seven days has been crazy. So, and, you know, I, w- I went from despair to, you know what, <laughs> let's let's just burn you went, it all You went the through ground. the seven stages of grief. <laughs> I did, and it was exhausting. I've only just come back today, hey. Because <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I thought to myself, if somebody's recruiting, I'm available. um yeah so i'm back everybody needs to register to vote that's where i'm living everybody needs to register to vote anyone who is eligible to run for council for mp for milkman just please just put your name forward because it has to be better than this it just has to be ah you finally registered auntie yes i did are you proud of me I am. I am very much so. And um, it was uh, interesting to see your, Middle your name. full government. <laughs> the full government name. My government name. <laughs> I'm taking the F with me to my grave. Those of you who know what that F stands for, mm. say nothing on pain of death. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to do some investigating and make sure that I find we'll out. We'll figure it out. Mm. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. You know, the thing is, if you decide to run for any political office, um, it'll just be public record. That's the thing that's holding me back, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you're actually going to do it? Or considering? Are you closer? Okay, so backstory. Chris is masterminding having <laughs> all the born freeze in office <laughs> across the board. Council... Zanupiev, MDC, everywhere. Um, I'm thinking about it still because, as you know, when you're in politics or when you decide to enter politics, it's not just you, it's everybody who you come with. So, and I grew up in politics, so it's not an easy road. And I, I really admire the people who have declared their candidacy because it's very brave and it's very strong. And I, I really hope that they're aware of, because even when you're in office, it's not it's not easy. It's a very difficult task. So I'm still thinking about it. How about that? Yeah, no, that's that's fine. Um, yeah. my, my, my idea is that um, as much as parliament is important, I think 
one of the spaces that has been neglected in conversation is councils. And a lot of the things that are day-to-day, so for example, refuse collection, is a council issue, um, not a, a parliament issue, although, I mean, there's... Especially as we're moving towards or where cities are modernizing, um, we definitely need a lot of young people in council. We need people who understand or have a vision larger than, you know, 60, 70 year old people sitting in in council. So um, if you're interested, please do. You know, think about it. This is this goes for Penu. This goes for anyone else listening. Um, think about running for council as well. Um, uh, we will share some of the requirements. I think very soon on what it is. One of the things is you just need to be twenty-one. Anyone from the above the age of twenty-one, and you need to be registered to vote in that council area. So. First things first, register to vote. Make sure that you are eligible. And then, yeah, please take a serious look at it. It's not just Harare, Gweru, Lawayo, Mtare, Chinoy. All of these places have um, town councils or city councils, even your rural district council as far as I'm concerned. So do give it a, a huge thought. Yeah, and don't do it because you think you're going to be rich. <laughs> that's. It seems to me that that's been the motivation for the young people who are currently present. Tungesem Dambo, I'm looking at you in council and parliament. Um, and that's not, I mean, it's civil, it's public. Wow, that service. was a call out. <laughs> yes, I'm calling him out because he's a useless rubbish MP and he needs to go. Um, For anyone who's not familiar, Tongesam Dambo is the MP for my constituency, Harare North. So I'm putting him on notice because I'm actively campaigning to remove him. Sorry? Ane Rasta. Anfungot Ane Rasta. He seems like he's a clean-shaven guy. Ane Rasta. Because what I've seen so far, he looks clean-shaven. Okay. Are you checking? No, no, I'm not concerned. (laughs) But he's a useless because until the elections came up, I didn't even know he was my MP. I've been reading the Hansards. This guy has not put up his hand once in Parliament. And yes, granted, Tim Bamliswa likes to talk a lot. <laughs> but, you know, say something, do something, show up and tell me that you're my MP. Yes, you know, I need so... asked Oh. <laughs> yeah. Answering the important <laughs> questions there, Chris. <laughs> I just... I... I just went. <laughs> People are going to think we're anti-Rasta on this. We're going no, to no, lose no, the the German constituency constituency <laughs> panel. For <laughs> the record, I strongly support Munyaradzikwisai. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um... Yeah. So, but you know, it's. I think it it's citizen action because if I am directly affected by your lack of conviction and your poor judgment in parliament then i'm coming for you and i'm coming for that guy we need to find a better see this is why i was asking rusty mark markham to run for mp because i think he's a great he's been a great councillor for my area and if he's not considering running for council this year he should definitely be in parliament so 
Yeah, yeah, we'll but see. But Russia not politics MDC. Uh. Huh? How? How? Just uh, isn't um Harari North is Teresa Makone's she's the one who was the last MP candidate there and she's yeah. one of Shangri's main um financiers here and Ian Makone. Mm-hmm. Ian McCorney is famous for being the one then, whose company owns Harvest House. Uh, <laughs> Harvest House, where MDC was thrown out. No, they stay in the building. They won. They won. They won. Are they still there? They, they yeah, their furniture was just um, attached by the by the sheriff. Oh. This is not what we're talking about, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Um <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, we didn't, we didn't no, it was in the interest of time. Stuff. It had nothing to do with MDC. It was just interest of time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's move on. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Moving on. Um, the new minister of finance had a pre-budget seminar in Victoria Falls, Elephant Hills the in theme, Victoria Falls. Elephant Hills, Victoria Falls. The theme was setting the tone. Revenue targets, collection, and performance of the 2017 national budget and key assumptions for 2018. So this is um, the budget. The budget is when December. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is just before that. Um, they had a bit of a seminar. They got together, had a chit chat. He presented, and yeah, we're gonna go through some of the things that he presented. Um, yeah, you guys had something to say on this. Before we, any Johnny go first. I, I mean, he's he said it right, setting the tone. Um, I don't think Chinamasa ever had a pre-budget seminar at Elephants Hills. So, at least Chombo has set the tone for his finance ministry. Because bear in mind, every secretary, every every staffer, every member of his ministry that went to Elephant Hills was paid per diem, was given a fuel allowance, was given a housing allowance, was given accommodation. Every MP that went was given the same thing. Every minister that went was given the same thing. Yeah, so he set the tone. I just I want to start at Chombo's um educational background and therefore ability to do this job. <sighs> he graduated from Kutama's Teachers College Kutama Teachers College, my god, butchering. In 1970, he has a PhD in adult education and a PhD in higher education both from the United States. <clears throat> we won't go into people from America. But I don't believe an educationist is the best place to steer an economy that is in crisis out of said crisis. I do not think that he is qualified for this job. We're not going to talk about all of the other, you know, his stories about Chombo and city of Harare and so forth. I honestly don't believe that he's qualified. And this call to have the pre-budget seminar in Vic Falls is just, you know, it's the beginning of a huge iceberg where it's going to be bad call after bad call after bad call. And the hole is just getting deeper and deeper. And I'm not happy at all that Trumbo is our minister of finance. 
and we shall uh, substantiate those calls by going through his macroeconomic and fiscal p- policy for 2018 and tell you where he's going wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's, it starts interestingly in the introduction. He says the thrust of the 2018 national budget will be on measures centered around fiscal consolidation, addressing market indis- indiscipline, stimulating productivity and expanding the revenue base. Um I'd just like to point out uh, Honorable Dr. Ignatius Chombo, Minister of Finance, that um, it's quite indisciplined, fiscally indisciplined, to be hosting budget seminars in Elephant Hills um, when we really don't have the resources. So a bit of irony there. Just to just in the introduction, it gets a it gets a lot more interesting as we go in. Shall we talk about the deficit? Yeah, sure. Which will grow to $1.82 billion this year, which, and it was initially projected to be $400 million. And, you know, I saw the presentation that he gave. It, it's, it glosses over. It doesn't, you know, I, because the big things for us are government expenditure is, is uncontrolled. It's ridiculous in some cases. And how do you buy, t- what was it, 226 cars for yeah. chiefs Yeah. Mm. who I believe got new cars not even two years ago. Um, and a president who I, I hear travels with $3 million worth of cash, cold hard US dollar cash every time he leaves the country, not to mention an entourage of 70 people. Uh, often 70 people. I think it was... It was to the UN that they went to 70 deep. I think usually his entourage is come at 20, depending on where he's So we've lost Upenyu, but uh, yeah, electricity is gone. Um, Thank you, Mr. So, Mugabe, Zimbabwe. Yeah, they should rename this after him, Auntie. They renamed the airport after him, so. Um, yeah, because he's always falling asleep. <laughs> Like my kids, I know more than our food. Um, if I had money, yeah, I would so only be we, flying through Blue Air. I would never fly through that Harare Airport again. In fact, I'm going to so, just keep calling it Harare Airport. I mean, l- listen, Fourth Fourth Street changed its name to Simon Muzenda, <laughs> but, but it's everyone still Fourth calls Street. it Fourth Street. Um, <laughs> Harare is, it's Fourth... always been called Airport. No one ever used to say Harare exactly. Airport. <laughs> Exactly. So some of these things, it's it's, it's you know, yeah. It's sorry. it's neither here nor there. Yeah, um, sorry we yeah, digress. So Upenyu was talking about um, the budget deficit, and it says this um, that the budget deficit, as she mentioned, for the full year raised from four hundred million to one point eight two billion, mainly financed through treasury bills and recourse to overdraft at the RBZ. Um, We've spoken about treasury bills and how they are, what has led us to this cash crisis that we are currently in. I think we must just re-emphasize that treasury bills are the government printing money. There's no simpler way to put it. Treasury bills are the government writing on a piece of paper saying, 
this is $100 million, going to your bank and saying, hold this piece of paper and give me $100 million US dollars. It's printing money at the end of the day. So essentially, um, they have printed over a billion dollars in treasury bills, if I am to understand this clearly, which is massive. It's huge. And it doesn't look like it's stopping anytime soon. Um, you know, bond notes are essentially treasury bills for the public because after they raided the banks, they wanted whatever was left that was circulating in the economy. So they have anticipated a 3% growth next year, but it really doesn't look like, I mean, the outlook doesn't look encouraging. Um, from for anything their revenues projected for 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 2018 are four billion dollars but again as long as the um their wage bill is as high as it is and of course with minister chombo there's definitely we're definitely getting bonuses for for civil servants at the end of the year and it doesn't look like there will be any any cuts happening we aren't going to get any sort of stimulation, I don't think, in the economy. No, we're not. And there's some things that must be noted in terms of growth. Um, some of these growth figures, even independent and the economists in the IMF have agreed, Kuti, we've actually seen growth in 2015 2016 or this last financial year but people need to realize that it's due to one-off factors factors that aren't sustainable a higher than normal rainfall um, resulting in a growth in agriculture um, a increased um, the extraordinarily higher commodity prices that we benefited from those windfall this is not the type of growth that as an economy you want or you're looking for. This is mawano factors. Um, so predicting next year to be growing at the same speed as the last quarter of this year, just, I, don't, I don't understand. I'm not an economist. I don't even have a PhD from any fake uni or real university. I just don't understand how the Minister of Finance can suggest this as a, as a, as a realistic figure. Yeah, so um, the projected, as you mentioned, growth assumptions, uh, I mean, the projected growth is premised on the following assumptions. Normal rainfall patterns, scaled-up funding for agriculture, improvements in commodity prices, reliable supply of utilities, mainly electricity and water, improved investment inflows, benefiting from the ease of doing business reforms and implementation of special economic zones, among other factors. So first and foremost, uh, relying on normal rainfall patterns, I mean, that's simply an act of God. So if we don't get that, then, you know, that's already GDP growth injured. Scaled up funding for agriculture uh, in with where the cash situation is, with the, and the fact that people are having to pay different prices for different commodities. Um, you know, if you're paying in U.S. dollar cash, you pay uh, less. If you're paying in bond notes, you pay a different price. If you're paying RTGS, you pay a different price. 
it's going to affect the production, agricultural production, be, because of people of how much um, inputs people will have will be able to buy based on whether they have cash or not. Simply that. So we're definitely going to see our agriculture being affected, and because prices are going to affect production, prices of products. Um, commodity prices are going to be affected. And I think it was this past week where they said that there are certain goods that will now be... That monitored. Uh, what was it? They said they've price, been put on price monitored and controlled. Yeah, price monitored and controlled. Um, I just thought of this now. Let me see if I can... But it's things like sugar and cooking oil and maize meal and stuff and like fuel. that. And price control yeah price controls uh i don't think you know it's it's definitely just going to lead to another black market situation where it's not going to be profitable for people to stock certain things because really you're running a loss the imports importing some of these things which are imported or them will be too high so they're just at the end of the day going to stop shelving them and people have to find them on the black market reliable support of utilities well i mean we can really see from open you that clearly it's not um, <laughs> it's not happening from losing open you it's not happening improved investment inflows benefiting from the ease of doing business i would be very grateful if there was actual ease of doing business happening but i haven't seen any reforms and i'm happy for anyone to challenge me on this and actually provide information but i haven't seen anything that is signaling you know a great improvement where we can actually point to and say well yes fdi is going to start flowing in especially as well with the fact that our political climate is so uncertain right now as much as they might want to you know make it seem that it's you know there really is one center of power um you you can't be so certain that you know the environment is improved for there to be inflows implementation of special economic zones the last thing we heard about that was uh, dr gideon gono was appointed to 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 head that um that project and we've all seen what happened under his directorship of the reserve <laughs> bank so i don't think that there is anything so exciting or for one to be optimistic about in that area no. um you know special economic zones certainly can work they've worked in other countries but again it goes back to implementation it's not so much what the policy is on paper but how such policies are implemented and, and they work in tandem time time with the whole economy they can't work by themselves they themselves aren't an anathema to to an economic situation they have to work with economic improvements everywhere else and as the economy as a whole they can't just be Oh, we've got special economic zones in Jafar. Yeah, that's 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 basically it. So, I mean, 2018 just from this doesn't seem to be um, so. Yeah, too exciting. Uh, some of the things um, here that he speaks about in terms of fiscal discipline is. Reducing debt to GDP ratio, government debt, limiting government borrowing from the Reserve Bank, which is a good thing. Certainly, if they can but do that. But they've been saying this then, guy and doing the opposite. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, 
development budget, increasing spending on infrastructure. Uh, these are all things that need to happen. Uh, I completely agree. And as as he rightly put, fiscal anchors, they will definitely improve our our our, our situation. Way. But it's whether or not, you know, our government will actually respond and actually do these things. As far as I'm concerned, as we pointed out, the deficit has grown. Some of the things that their assumptions are not, you know, they're not, they are assumptions, but they are not, they're they not don't based look, in reality. Not, I'm not optimistic. Yeah, I'm not optimistic about some of their assumptions besides the rain, actually. I think that's, that's <laughs> the, the normal rainfall. Seems to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, um, that's, that's the one that's a lot more predictable than right? anything. For me, like all this, I've we've heard before um, from a much more reliable source. And you know, they they say you know you miss your water when the well run dry. And today, I'll I'll honestly admit, Koti Loki, I'm 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 missing Patrick Chinamasa. And um, I don't regret everything I said about him. It's still always true. Um, he still was a fairly useless, but he was less useless than, than this man we have. And let me tell you, for me, the biggest thing that was missing from this, because this was a presentation to legislators, and they're meant to then give inputs on the actual budget. There's an election next year, and that will cost into the tens of millions if not hundreds of millions of dollars to do properly there wasn't a mention of that that at all could where are they going to find the money if you cast your mind back to 2013 kutsaga marie election became a big full-time story and you think could go at some point especially seeing zbachinengoa they should really be thinking about Kuti, what, where they're going to find this this money, and it's one of those things that certainly should be spoken about, especially with um, with inputs from the members of parliament. Uh, that for me, another thing, health. I didn't see any any mention on on what where the particular expenditure or, or singling out things like health and education. Um, so I don't know. Um, it just yeah, seemed... I mean, it's, it's, it, it was, it was very, um, light and very just, you know, on the surface. And um, if you look and... at the presentation, it looks like my, my grade, my form four <laughs> accounting presentation. No, seriously. I mean, like it, it's not, it, you know, it, it, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't go into into detail and a lot of things and maybe there was a documented this is a this is a, a powerpoint presentation so maybe you know he just didn't stand there and read off off the whiteboard so to speak oh, no, i mean the, the accompanying um, document isn't but, you it you know in, some of the some of the other interesting things that uh, i noted this and this is coming continuing from the previous um finance minister is you know things like re-engagement um with the continuing engagement with the the World Bank and the um, African Development Bank in view of clearing arrears um, and trying to, you know, 
unlock new fi- uh, financing and this is something that the um the new um foreign affairs minister minister mzembi also mentioned um you know that they need to re-engage relations with the U- the united kingdom and the united states and that um economic diplomacy is something that he's going to be focused on um you know and refocusing on the 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 2015 lima process um in terms of debt repayment ironically these are some of the things that minister chinamasa was uh, really focused on and tried to get going but lima collapsed at the end of this lima collapsed this year pardon lima collapsed they failed Yeah but uh, I mean what is Mzambia I'm just quoting here it says as we seek new economic relations we will focus on the 2015 Lima process on our debt payment plan I'm confident that together we can revive that process we will honor bilateral economic agreements we entered into with our valued partners including the vi- bilateral investment promotion and protection agreement where we have discomforts we are prepared which will not prejudice either party um but what I'm, my my thing is it's it's very ironic that a lot of these things that you know minister mzembi these, uh, these are things that minister chinamasa tried to do and he got a lot of stick from it from various political corridors people accusing him of um you know being this being a, a la costa agenda and uh issues of him trying to support uh, what was it you know be cozy with the west so to speak and yet you know now this seems to be the area that but both can be true chris the, that's true that's true both, both can be true both can be um, true he could have been pushing it on with his own agenda and uh, these guys <laughs> pushing it with their own agenda but i think the realization at the end of the day is that um Mr Mugabe needs needs the west No we, yeah I mean I mean look without without investment we we're, we're, we're actually not going anywhere Um another thing from the budget was revenue enhancing measures so they do intend to uh increase revenue widening the tax base to include most of the unregistered the, the informal sector so they are coming for the informal sector there will be measures to to make sure that they are taxed which is i mean i i completely understand that there's a lot of money in a total value in the informal sector but i really want to understand how these measures will be implemented and i'm pretty certain that these measures are going to affect so many people who really just make ends meet through the work that they do in the informal sector. Yeah, no no, they um it's going to be what you imagine it being, uh municipal police chasing around Mavenda for them to 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 pay their taxes. So uh, you know, with um taxing the informal sector, I think it's a noble idea and i don't i'm not completely against revenue collection but you know you'd have a bigger tax base if 
people <laughs> were working if um the informal sector was would become formalized in in some some form uh charge for licenses or just find some other way to do it but you can't squeeze water out of a rock and that's what they're trying to do at the end of the day um but yeah i hope for for his sake kuti he can pull some sort of miracle um kuti maybe panema venda anema anema mabidza muma metresao and um he can and, <laughs> and the the i mean one of the other things in terms of discipline they mentioned dealing with profiteering rain seeking creation of artificial shortages unwarranted price hikes among others and then this one for me was the the most ironic fostering a strong sense of discipline across all institutions and a zero tolerance um from Mr. Chombo sure. from Cisco <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Cisco, the entire Cisco room is so corrupt is even papa panos of a pipe lord 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 um hopefully not anytime soon because he gives me joy he, i think i don't need diri the coffin rack i i'm i'm sure the entire room in in the elephant hills um <laughs> must have chuckled on the inside when 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 he when that was mentioned but yeah um um that's uh that's that's what we're looking forward to in the budget uh, as soon as it's out we will we'll probably we see have a special budget our... episode with uh, with maybe Chris Chinga hopefully if he can join us yeah, um, yeah someone um, someone who can you know unpack it further yeah so some quick quick highlights from the week um they freed Martha our Martha was uh, was granted bail and has to report to the police. Um, this podcast is a wholly Zimbabwean product. Uh, <laughs> let us uh, just put this out there. Because you're not you're not on Twitter. Eh? Because you're not on Twitter. You've committed what? crimes on Twitter as well. If we go back to your, to your previous tweets. Yo, I know Professor Moyo is Robin Hood here, but Twitter and he said it himself i was just requoting <laughs> so you can get you can get arrested for a retweet you can also get no, but, re- but, you can get arrested for no, but, for quotes but but the but the crime here was insulting the president ka? or undermining the authority of the president Eka. which isn't people uh, no, people which, are being which, which well, how far are they not? going to stretch this undermining the president because it's already stretches to grace so maybe soon it will be stretching to to jonathan my Nini Johnson. Oh God, for... Look, <laughs> how many people will be arrested for 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 yeah yeah for 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 insulting the the shape of his head? That wouldn't be, yeah. No, if it if it extends to Johnson, we would not <laughs> we would not be free citizens. That's that's the new runway for Arare International. Wow, wow. Okay, yeah, we're not yet make. We're not yet make jokes about um about <laughs> Professor Jonathan Moyer. Um but yeah, so Martha was um given bail. Uh I believe a thousand dollars bail. She has to report to the police every Monday and Friday. Um she has to surrender her passport. 
she'll be back on the 15th of November back in court to answer to those charges of uh, undermining, no, of subverting a constitutional government um, and um, undermining the authority of the president. I think we should change those uh, charges to the activist charges or something like that. The pastor any, E any charge. Form of, the Evan charge. The pastor E charge. Yeah, but no, he deserves it. He genuinely uh, because he hasn't been charged three times with that. Possibly, actually, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, we can call it the the Evan Maware charge. Just that you know what we're talking about instead yeah. of having to go through the full thing. Um, and someone else or a, a couple of people actually arrested on the undermining the authority of the president. One are. Uh, I think there are four people from either Blawai or Kwekwe, but they were alleged to be the ones booing the first lady uh, when so, she... So there was a witch hunt for these people. and Was the um, witch herself hunting uh, them? Wow, wow, wow. Um, but uh, they were arrested. Um, just for those who don't <laughs> know, uh, at the Blawai rally, the first lady was booed by some people when she was speaking and she said eh, you can boo me and then they were alleged to be hired by Nangagwa it's one of the reasons why he was eventually sacked um, so yeah they've arrested some people and they've been charged with undermining the authority of the president or insulting the president which um, yeah there was a man by all, and for... by all intents and purposes should be a very easy case you know no, they were given bail Ipapo I think even the courts realized Kuti, they're, they're doing this for her ego. Um, I mean, I, I mean, first of all, she, she's, she's not, not the president. president. That's it. That's all I say. I get to court and I say, uh, Your Honor, um, my clients are, or the accused is and innocent it, because <laughs> she's and, not and the, the president. And the thing is, it's the offices of, office of the president so yes it, you can't even say because it's his wife he's offended no it's not about him as a person it's about the actual office of the president not so much about him as an individual so you know even those fu charges and those things i can say robert mugabe as long as i'm not saying the president of the country <laughs> or the office of the president is useless because Robert is a what? A douche. If you understand what I'm saying. If you can draw that distinction. I mean, it, um, just uh, putting out a disclaimer, that was all... Um, it was a joke. Uh, it was a joke. It was humor. Words and... If they do pick you up, um, in your defense, you can say junior, maybe. I don't know. You've you've been given a bit of a lifeline there, but um, say junior. yeah, so that's what Chatunga. Um, no, Robert <laughs> Junior Gatino. Oh yeah, no, but he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not so much his father. He was with his brother, um, washing their hands with 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 champagne, and Chatunga was flossing a sixty thousand dollar watch on 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 Instagram. Um, no, that's their mother's side. That's their mother's side. When they uh, when they're being a, on their father's of, side. There's a lot of people who might say they are not good guys, but you know. <laughs> no, it was um, a joke. So yeah, those are some of the things that have been happening this week. Um, I don't know if there's anything else to add. Uh, um, on your side, Henry. 
Morgan gave an interview by phone to the SABC and he sounded alive. <laughs> so there was something. Yes, he was alive. And um, AC also gave a number of interviews in in South Africa there on the Nanago situation. Don't correct me. Um okay. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no no. Just say Idisha. Asha. I do t- I've look we we've now wasted 5 minutes on it. Um yeah, no no. His his interviews were a bit I mean, self-serving, but he he genuinely did give a, an honest representation of the things that are going on in Zim, um, in terms of the actual facts of the matter. In terms of the future, I don't think uh, Emerson is going to be doing anything from outside the country. I don't think there's going to be some coup or or some triumphant return into the country or some exciting thing is going to happen. I think. Yeah, Ngomandio and you, 2018, Sangrave, V Mugabe, V Moyo, V Manika. Manika. And I think that's about it. I'm a Juru, I suppose. Um, Guys, please. But, Auntie, well, I don't know. I saw that Mujuru Harare East one. I'm not sure how true that is. Um, ah, but, they, uh, guys, or please. <laughs> We're at uh, two million. Yeah, uh, no, no. registered voters, just about. So, um, I think we can reach five million. Yeah, five million is the, is the magic number, guys. If we can, if we can reach five five million, there's something to fight for. Um, I think five million, five million registered voters, not gonna go outside our But um, anything below that, it becomes very difficult. Um, so yeah, everyone go register to vote. Um, the blitz is still on for another few weeks, and yeah, after yeah, that, yeah. it so, just goes um, to regular, regular one um, registration. One or two again. centers, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that's it from me. That's it for me, and um. Thanks for listening. Please do f- like our Facebook page, Politics and Beyond. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Polly and Beyond ZW. Um, and, you know, share this podcast with your friends. Share it on your social media. Uh, do hit us up with any comments, anything you'd like to, you know, consider. If you have any thoughts on this pre-budget um, seminar or any thoughts on the economy in general, uh, do get in touch. We would like to, you know, share some of these, share some of your viewpoints as well. Um, yeah, you can follow me on all social media at Chris Charamba, and uh, that's it from my side. And yeah, um, you can follow me on all social media at Henry BT, and um, yeah, register to vote, guys, and bye. <laughs>